Christmas come by, nothing happened. He dropped the ball and I took it. On my grind till I'm hood rich. Move from a time in my bullshit. AC Cassandra, who kids? How I jump white and cool kid. From day one, I knew it. I do this. I send my baby. Coming live from the two, three, three. Make you give me what I want. Then I'll be on my way. Up against the world is only me. What's good? What's popping? What's good? What's popping? It's your girl Nina Bonsu, the host of Remove the Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, if you're listening on Audio Mac, shout out to you, um, whether it's Spotify or Apple Music or any of our other um, streaming services that you're listening to us do. Thank you. Um, thanks to Anchor. Um, we can bring this podcast to you, but also thanks to Hilltop Agency, the producer of the show. We can bring you this amazing um, podcast. Uh, I'm your girl, Nina Bonsu. Make sure you follow me on the socials, Nina Bonsu underscore on Twitter, Nina Bonsu on Instagram. And don't forget to follow the podcast Twitter page, which is We Move Podcast. We Move Podcast on Twitter. We Move is spelled with three E's, by the way, guys. Guys, I'm so excited for today's show because I'll be talking to an amazing guest. We're going to be talking about his music and we're also going to be delving into, um, a serious topic that concerns us as young people growing up in society. So I'm really, really, really excited. Today on Twitter Bands, I really don't have anything for you because, you know, I was like, I went on Twitter, I didn't find anything interesting to bring to you guys. So today, um, we're really not, you know, going to be talking about anything when it comes to um, Twitter bands. So I'm going to be interviewing my guests in a minute, but before that, let's get straight into our most played song of the week. So our most played song of the week, um, is forever by Jackie. Jackie is a young lady from Ghana who is making moves. She's breaking boundaries. Her song is going viral. It's on charts and all over across the continent and the world. Jackie is about 20 years old. And, you know, to see a woman do that, I'm really, really proud. And I've been a big fan of her since she came up from the cover, the come up. I don't know if you guys know this song, Never Like This. If you haven't heard Never Like This, make sure you go check out um, Never Like This by Jackie. But today, Forever by Jackie is our most played song of the week. So shout out to Jackie. Shout out to her management team. And make sure you support the girl.
that was forever by jackie hope you guys enjoyed it uh make sure you go check out the video the video hit 1 million views um i think yesterday so um congrats to jackie and the management team now moving on into our next segment i'm interviewing one of the fast rising artists we have in ghana his music is so so dope i listened to it like I listened to his music a couple of weeks ago, but um, yesterday before um, I I wanted to come on the interview, I wanted to know you know a lot about um, this young gentleman. So I went on Apple Music and I just you know was just soaking in his music, and his music is so so dope. I believe he's one of the fast rising artists we have in our our country right now, and I feel like. In a couple of years, I see him going places, guys. Help me welcome the one and only Jay Cliff. Hi, hi, Jay Cliff. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How about you? Okay. I'm good. I'm so super excited to have you here. It's an honor. Um, you had your listening party a couple of days ago, which, like, I'm really excited for the EP which we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Um, but I kind of just want to know a little bit more about you. I'm sure your fans want to know more about you. So, like, tell me about yourself, you know, growing up, school, and, like, you know, where are you from and all of that. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm happy to be here as well. Thank you for inviting me. And um, my name, my birth name is Jeffrey Afo Jr., um, I'm called Jeffrey. Um, I was born in Kumasi, in Ghana. Born and raised in Kumasi. Came to Accra when I was about nine. And yeah, um, I have um, three other siblings. One brother and two sisters. Uh, I finished uni this year. I graduated um, Radford University in Ghana. Oh, and congrats. I'm doing... Thank you. And um, I'm currently doing my national service. Like I'm working at Chatterhouse for oh, a year. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Oh, and I'm, I'm an artist and I'm, a, and I'm, a, I'm an, I am an artist from Ghana. Yeah, an OT artist from Ghana. 23 years old. Yeah, basically. Wow, I thought you were older. I really thought you were older. For real? Yeah, I thought you were like 25. Oh. Like 25 <laughs> or up. Well, congrats. I just graduated uni myself as well. Um, oh, that's, so, that's nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, like, how would you, like, um, say growing up was, was it, like, tough or, like, it was just okay, like, growing up? And, like, what city did you grow up in, in Accra? Okay. Um, I, I, I think growing up for me was 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 okay it was i was blessed you know i'm blessed actually like i didn't have any you know bad childhood or like a struggling childhood like my parents did everything i wanted them to do for me like everything your parents got asked for uh i've, I've been in east Logan my whole life like i moved to accra in you know 2007 there to live with my dad and uh We've been in East Legon ever since. Like, I went to primary school in East Legon. I went to high school in East Legon. I went to uni in East Legon. Like, I've just been, you know, it's just me and my brother, basically. You know, because I have step-siblings, but I've always had, like, like I have a brother that's, like, one mother, one father. So mm. it's always me and him, yeah, basically. Like, we grew up together. 
So yeah, let's it's not I would say I had a really nice childhood. Like I started playing the guitar when I was seven in church. And like that's when I started, you know, singing. That's when I started liking music. Like I really, you know, because of the fact that I could play the guitar in church, I was always around choir stairs and people who love singing. Until yeah. like, you know, I got to a point where I started discovering music and like listening to other music. I remember when I was a kid, my grandma brought me this CD, a three-one CD that had like over two thousand R and B and hip hop songs, like in the in the late nineteen nineties and early two thousands. So I used to watch that every day after school. I used to see Jaru, Ashanti, Nelly, you know, Tupac. I used to watch them both international and Ghanaians as well. Like I used to watch them and I just decided like this is the kind of lifestyle I would want to live. Like this is what I would want to do. But I didn't decide that yeah, like at that particular time because I was still doing, you know, church stuff. But yeah. yeah. So I that's went to um yeah. That's dope. That's dope. So like you 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 know how like what they think about East Legon if you live in East Legon, like you know, you're rich. You're oh, gonna be and all of that. So <laughs> now, you guys heard it. Um, Jake Cliff said he's that that be. So yeah. Hey, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. I'm a street boy. <laughs> hey, everybody is saying I'm a street boy. I'm a street boy. I'm a street boy. Everyone is oh, nah, in the streets now. If, if, if I'm being honest, like me, I'm just I want something that I be, but like I've been taken care of basically. Mm. Yeah, that's how I put it. No, I'm just I'm just pulling your leg. So I, I definitely feel that because when you grow up in a certain neighborhood, I grew up in Ghana as well. So like I, people oh, okay. always think that, oh, you know, since I was born in America and, you know, my parents were kind of well to do, they always think like, you know, you're a dad about whatever, but they don't yeah, know yeah. like what you go through yeah, daily <laughs> and stuff like that. So I definitely, I, I hate the term that about actually. So yeah, like, I definitely I like feel you on that. So like, how would you define your sound? Cause like, I know earlier you said Alte music, but like uh-huh. in Ghana, like, I feel like Alte is just now picking up, but yeah. would you, I don't, I don't like people saying, you know, I do Alte music. Cause I feel like every music is music. Like, do you like, do you agree? Like, how would you like define your sound? Well, um, when it comes to sound wise, like me doing music and the person, class sound or genre I want to do like I'm very versatile like I used I started out as a rapper like I, I really used to rap like back in high school and uh I had friends like Tulinke you know Tulinke right yeah I know Tulinke yeah we're, we're in the same class like we used to rap every time like it was just one of them ones I used to really rap but then I, I didn't really think I'll become an, an artist an artist back then like I just used to battle rap or do like cyphers or them ones but it was after high school that you know I started seeing that I, I really wanted to like create a profession out of music like I actually wanted to be an artist like a, a musician like I put myself out there and when I started doing music I was heavily influenced by Travis Scott like everything he wanted to do or everything he was doing that's what I wanted to be like I wanted to be just like Travis Scott so with that sound even though a lot like you know the Ghan- the Ghanaian music scene there's always Afrobeat, Azonto, Hip Life you know so even that time that in that is like 2014, when I even like I did my first song, which was heavily trap, and it was like Travis Scott. Like even that that one, safe, it wasn't really in the market like that. 
Like it wasn't really, you know, there out there yet. So like the OT scene or the OT sound that I'm doing, it's not really a sound. It's just like the 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 pattern for me to be different, for me to do something different from the norm. Like that's basically what OT means. Like OT is not just like the sound, it's like a culture being different. So whatever comes out of that OT scene or that different thing that you're doing, you're OT. Do you get it? So like the sound, even though it has like specific rhythms and all of that, it's just being different. So the sound, like the sound wise, I was just influenced by, you know, the Niger OT scene, or Jogunsi, Wandiko, Santi, and Amari, you know, them ones, like just trying to find the actual sound that I really like or the actual sound that I really want to put out. I I I, can, I did R and B. I do hip hop. I do trap. Like I, I I've I've done I've experienced you know and experimented different other sounds. But me saying I'm an alter artist is just because I'm doing something different. If 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 that answered your question. Yeah, definitely. I I kind of like the fact that in this generation, like like I feel like the music scene is just like not just one genre because. Back in the day, if let's say for Rampansai, we know him as like a high life or like, you know, a hip life artist. But now like um, the young people are like, you know, experimenting um, different sounds. So it's really dope. Like I actually listened to your music yesterday. Like I listened to everything on Apple Music just to like kind of get a feel of, you know, what um you're really about and i really okay, enjoyed it you're really really dope so i'm not even just saying it because of you know say take but um let's talk about your ep red wine conversation i kind of got a listen to it a couple of days ago and so far what i heard i really enjoyed it so just tell us a little bit about the ep that's coming out when it's dropping how many songs any features and all of that Okay, um, Red One Conversations is a project that uh, it wasn't my plan. Like, I was working on an album, which is due, like, 2023, or hopefully 2022, like, next year. So, like, I didn't plan on, like, releasing music this year. But I met more sound, and then, you know, in the, in the path or journey of trying to, you know, pick which particular sound I'd want to put out. We started experimenting, listening to different types of music and trying different things. And we put together like a collection of songs. And I just wanted to write about intimacy, like experiences that I've been through people. I always write about them. So there was just like particular folder that I'd written songs just based on intimacy. And I just, I just called it Red Run Conversations because you know, there's nothing more intimate than red wine. So it's basically a project about experiences that I've had with people that fit the theme, like, you know, the calm, intimate vibes. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a six track EP. Uh, there are about four features. There's Tommy, who's in Canada, a Canadian based artist. She's incredible. There's KG, who's from Sierra Leone. There's Ayu, who's from Nigeria. There's Spacely from Lamem Gang in Ghana. There's More Sound to in Ghana. And there's Ifia, the Ultimate Queen, also in Ghana. And it's actually five new songs plus 
an old song. The song I released the song with Fear last year, but um, like at that, the time that I released it, that was when COVID came and all of that, so the promo was kind of slow. So, um, I had like I have a new PR now, and the team suggested that you know. I should bring the song back so that I can make the most out of the future. So we are putting it on the EP as a bonus track. And it also fits the theme, the, like the theme of the EP. So it's five songs plus a bonus song. So six six songs. And it's just it's just for serenading the level. It's just for it's just the type of music you listen to when you're going back from work, when you're with somebody you love, when you're trying to vibe with somebody, when you're at the beach, when you're, you know, it's just I just create music just to put a vibe out there like a very calm vibe that you know everybody can enjoy once in a while so that's what this project is for and that's what the project is about yeah very interesting i listened to the track with ifia and i really loved it and i think it's it's supposed to be on mainstream right now so like i like the fact that you're putting it back on the ep and i'm i'm excited to just sit down and just listen to the whole EP and just get um, a feel of what your music is about. Like I'm, I'm a new fan. So yeah, guys, yeah, make sure you. you go check out <laughs> Cliff's music. Really dope. But what is your creative process? Like, cause I know I'm, I'm an artist manager as well. So I know like, you know, some people, they, kind of like you know sit down and write the song or some people like they just go to the studio you know the producer plays the beat and they just vibe to it and make the music so what is your like creative process like okay um i see myself as a project type of artist like i i, I honestly don't like using singles like i always want to tell a story i always want to you know, give a body of work out. I only release singles because I have to as an artist and I can't keep on dropping EPs or shop EPs or albums or, you know. So I'm always writing, like, I'm always writing when it comes to things around me, when it comes to things I care about, when it comes to things that, you know, pop up in my head, I'm always writing. So. I have like, like I'm. I told you I was planning an album, so I have there are specific things that I would want to write about at specific points in time. So anytime I write them, I put them there, and then after writing, I sometimes send the ideas to my producers to do the beat according to what I've written. So like I'll actually sing and give them a part, like a, a particular, you know, pattern to follow when they are doing the beat. But also, um, sometimes I go to the studio and I just hear beats. Like, let's say somebody says he has a beat for me. There are people always sending me beats. So when, like, more sound like this, I wrote two songs before I heard the beats. But there's sometimes I went to the studio. He just said, oh, he did his beats and he had me in mind. And, like, you know, I, I'll write there, there in the studio and make sure I finish the song. Like, I don't like going back and forth to do a song. Like anytime I start a project, I want to finish it. So I write in the studio, record it, and he mixes it, but maybe masters later. So yeah, like that's the kind of process I use. I'm always writing. So anything that happens in my life, I put it down. I'm always putting stuff down. So once in a while, I just, you know, start something in my notes up. Even if I don't completely finish writing the whole song, I just write something that 
if I get a beat or if I hear something and it's in line while writing, I'll just continue in the studio. So, yeah. Next five years, where do you see yourself? And um, what artists would you love to work with that like, you haven't worked with already? Okay, um, to answer the first question, in five years, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just want, you know, to be the biggest I could be. Like that's that's always the aim. Just to impact as much as I would want to, just to you know live the lifestyle that I want to live. You know, to be able to take care of myself and my family, my like my people. Like I just want you know the all success is is. Is, is you know it differs from people but to me i just want to be big enough to take over myself and my family and put other people on i would want to be you know recognized as one of the people who helped develop the autism scene in ghana i would want to be you know somebody who has impacted a lot of people i'd want to be playing shows all over the world if COVID is still not here, amen. But I would want to be playing shows. I would want to be, you know, just doing me, like, just just living the lifestyle, the rock star lifestyle. And people that I would want to work with, I mean, I would want to work with so many people. I don't even lie. I would want to work with Mel Vito. I would want to work with Santi. I would want to work with Odunsi, Bodge, Gabzi. But ultimately, I would always want to work with Travis Scott. Like Travis Scott is, is like my ultimate dream, like you know. But yeah, I would want to work with Black as well, and I don't know anybody that's dope. Like you know, I don't really, you know, anybody that's dope and like you know we can have a dope project together. I don't mind working if it's in line what I want to do. But yeah, but those are the features that I want to work around. Like you know, given the chance right now, right now, I'm a Novito, Mandico, Odunsi. Black, Santi, um, Travis Scott, yeah. Yeah, all those people you mentioned, I, I see it. I see you guys um, on a song together. So I'm excited for that. And I know it's going to come to pass. So in the next five years, yeah. guys, J. Cliff will have, you know, a feature with Black, Santi and all of them. And maybe even yeah, Burna Boy, you never know. Yeah, you know, that's so you. Yeah, dope, dope, dope. So I kind of want us to shift away from the music a little bit and get into um, a touchy subject, not too touchy, but it's something that I feel like it's not really talked about in our society, especially us Ghanaians. Like, I don't think, I mean, now I think we're starting to take it seriously, but not as much. So like, as an artist, um, you know, on the come up, you know, and at the time, maybe you were in school, you have work. Like, are there like any moments, like do you have any low moments where you're just like, oh, I don't wanna do this anymore. Like you just feel down by something that's like, you know, happening in your life. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I feel like every every path that you take has those kind of moments. I've had so many of those. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like it's just been, times where I really wanted to give up on everything because like it was it was overwhelming at a point it was you know serious at a point so but yeah like the the, the, the nice thing is that you'd always have to put your head up and like move on like just never give up like that's the kind of mantra I rule with like I don't stop dreaming I don't stop believing 
I'm just, you know, working towards what I want to achieve. But there's been, there's, there's, there's definitely been those kind of moments. Like, they've, they've, those moments have come, like, with my manager, with my school, with, you know, my family. Like, to every every part, every aspect of life had those moments. But, you know, we're taking the day as it comes, one day at a time. Yeah, I definitely can relate. For me personally, um, 2019 is kind of like, a, was a rough year for me. Um, my grandmother passed and I was really close with her and I couldn't actually like go and to her funeral or anything. Sorry, and today, sorry, sorry yeah, today that. is actually like two years exactly. So, you know, today I'm trying to be as happy as possible as I can, but yeah. So like yeah, after absolutely. she passed a month, my auntie also passed from brain tumor in Ghana. I, that one too, I couldn't be there. And my mom also, you know, um, felt sick. She had cancer and um, she lost her memory. So, she, so it was just a lot. And I was in school at the time. I think I was in my final year. Like I think my, it was not my last semester, but, and also school. And my, one of my, Professors, I think what even got me the most is like balancing school and personal life is never easy, especially if you do other things as well. So I don't even know how you do it because, you know, you have music, you have school and work and all of that. So like, I know it's not easy. And us as young people, I feel like in our community, like when we tell our parents like, oh, mom, I'm depressed. They're like, what is depression? Like, just get over it. Like they make a joke out of it. Like, oh, I pay for your fees. You know, I buy you food. There's no reason why, you know, you should be depressed. But like, I've had those moments where I felt like, you know, like I, I'm, de I'm depressed. I can't do anything. And especially being here in the States, it's like, it's way worse. I always say, like, for me, I always get better when I come back to Ghana to relax. And everybody's like, oh, what are you talking about? But that's how, like, I I just deal with mine. I probably listen to music or, like, you know, just stay to myself and all of that. That's, like, me personally, like, what I do, like, to deal with it. But do you think that mental health in our society as Ghanaians, like I'm talking about Ghana, like you think it's taken seriously now or it's still like a joke? Uh, first of all, I want to say like, yeah, you are really strong to like, you know, I, I, I know you don't want to go into details, but like from the list I've just said, free to, you know, get to all of that. This is actually the first time I'm talking about it, like, on like public like i never didn't want to touch on it but like i realized you need to tell your story to like you know for yeah, others know, like they're not alone in this yeah so so like i just i just want to say that you're, you're very strong and I'm, I'm happy you're able to like i mean yeah doing okay now and uh yeah mental illness you know the thing with our parents was, was that you know they some some of them or most of them went through it the hard way like some of the hardest ways and like they sometimes forget the fact that the world has evolved and their children or their, their the next generation is not entirely supposed to go through the same thing so like you know they, they sometimes especially in a developing country like ghana like they sometimes feel like you know we could go through anything just because they did 
which is okay, but it's not really justified because you know the world is changing. And uh, with the the matter of mental illness, yeah, I feel like right now in Ghana, that that you know, the whole agenda about mental illness in Ghana is being taken seriously at the point. But sometimes you know there are those people who say otherwise or feel otherwise or see it in another perception, like you know. There are still people who think mental illness doesn't exist or like depression and stuff aren't, you know, as important. And in as much as people, there are people out there trying their best to advocate for mental illness and suicide and all of that, it's, 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 it's just as challenging as, you know, any other thing, like getting stuff to be normalized. I really, like, I really hope that we could live in a Ghana society, a Ghanaian society where mental illness is really considered because the, the the amount of suicide cases that have been recorded is, is crazy. So sometimes I just wonder why people or like, you know, the mass isn't really doing anything about it. And me being an artist and trying to like do my part in, in making sure that this topic is being talked about more. I I I talk about it in my music. Like I like I I I give people hope in my music. That's how come like I even got um should I say no I, I mean I'm not the biggest artist but like you know I got my first break through a song called Problematic which was like talking about hope them and people giving people hope like people who are like in a sad place in a bad place because that song was just to give people hope and you know it actually did the job to a point like you know that's how i feel like i could also help i, I i've done two songs about i've done a song about um, sexual abuse i've done a song about suicide you know like that's the little uh, like i could do or the most like as an artist, like I have to make my voice be heard in certain things. So most artists and people in different areas of life are, you know, always on edge and making sure other like the the matter of suicide and mental illness is being spread and is being taken seriously. So yeah, I I, I hope I answered your question because you know I I don't want to say I, I just I just want to choose my words right. Yeah, this is a topic like I've been wanting to talk about for years on my YouTube channel, but it's such a touchy subject that like you don't even know how to like go about it. And especially yeah. like now in this pandemic, a lot of people like are going through it. Like um, the school that I graduated from, um, I, I, I sometimes come on campus to visit my friends. So I think I was there a couple of days ago and we got an email because I still receive emails from the school and we got an email saying that one person on campus had passed away. They didn't tell us the details, but from what we heard, like she committed suicide. And it's like, we're in a pandemic, we're all stuck inside, you know, you're thinking and, and stuff like, it's easy just to get depressed. And I feel like, us as young people, now we know about the situation, we we know better, but we need to do better in asking, you know, questions like, you know, asking your friends, how are you doing? Like, 
how's your mental like this is a question like nowadays I'm starting to ask my friends so how's your mental health doing are you okay you know because sometimes when you're strong and you 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 know you front like you know I'm a strong person nobody ever asks you like you know how are you doing but you could be going through it you could be going through shit but nobody would ever like ask you so like I feel like we need to like ask more questions even some of my friends in Ghana like I could tell that they're depressed but like they don't want to talk about it because there's such like what is depression in like you know in a Ghanaian household like what are you depressed about you know we have this mindset where it's like you know everything will be all right God will do it God will do it so like let's just keep it moving let's just keep it going like that's like kind of like the mindset we have as like Ghanaians which I think it needs to be taken more seriously. I, I don't know this. So I don't know if you can give me some information about this. Is there any like place, like if you want to talk to somebody where like you can go to and talk to the person, even like on school campuses, like are, are there any people where like you can talk to and, you know, seek help from? Uh, I think so. Like in schools, they have counselors and all of that. So, you know, in schools, those are the people you could talk to. There are there are safe spaces that are being opened by people. There are no one called the safe space. is is by a, a woman. I've, I forgot her name, but yeah, they they stand for human rights, like women rights, and you know those kind of things. Like they are also therapists. You know, there are psychologists around who do you know therapy, who offer therapy. But that's that that comes at a cost sometimes. So you know that's also another, you know, topic on its own. But yeah, there are therapists around, there are counselors, there are safe spaces, but not enough, you know, not enough at all. But yeah, they 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 are. Yeah, most definitely. Like I think a couple of weeks ago, I was telling my sister this that I think I need to talk to somebody myself. I think growing up like my mentality was like I'm Ghanaian like we don't do therapists like what is that I remember one time my boss told me to like talk to um you know go to on campus and talk to CAPS like they're like uh you know a service where if you need to talk to anybody we go to and I was Mm. like um I'm sorry I'm Ghanaian I've been through worse (laughs) like (laughs) we we don't talk to we don't talk to people you know I'll go through it like like I don't need to talk to anyone but I realized that there's some things that are have happened in our life or happening now that in in the future it might affect us and our kids so like it's good to seek help because the Ghanaian mentality is like, you know, when something happens to you, you don't tell outsiders, you just keep it all in and you deal with it. And I think that's something like I grew up like, you know, learning to do like, you know, they're always like, you know, Asemsi with Fiat, don't tell anybody, like it's your family business, keep it to yourself, whatever happens to you, keep it to yourself. So it's like, time went on I just keep things to myself the most person I'll tell maybe my mom my sister or my dad or whatever but like I don't talk about it and even sometimes I just keep it to myself and like I deal with it by myself but sometimes seeking help from a professional is like very very like important so like just even talking to your friends so whoever is listening like if you have a friend you trust anyone just like talk to them because Sometimes when we keep these things in ourselves, like it can make you go crazy. Like, yo, mental yeah, health is true. real. It's real. But you know, 
you know, with the issue of like talking to people and like therapy and all of that, you know, in as much as they are meant for like, you know, they have the right mindset or the right, you know, uh, intentions, like it's not always like that. Like people open up and get because them, the people that they trust will go say or make a joke out to them and all of them and all of those things. So like sometimes it's justified that people don't want to talk about their problems. Sometimes it's like if they talk about it, what will you do about it? Like if they're going through something that you know, even though like like I am for the motion that you should talk to people if you can, but these are some of the reasons why people don't usually talk for open up. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because for me, growing up, I I had trust issues. So, like, telling people, like, I was like, I don't want people to know my business and they'll start spreading wrong information. So, I I definitely feel that's another factor why people do not talk because, like, they have trust issues. So, it's like, even if I tell you, what are you going to do about it? And you're probably just going to make fun about it or you're going to go tell another person and maybe I don't want that person in my business. So it's definitely, definitely, um, what's it called? Makes sense. But even professionals, like yeah. they're so expensive to like pay for them. So that's another okay, reason. Because yeah. even here it's expensive. So Ghana, I know, is going to be way expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, haven't been, I haven't been to one. Like, like me personally, I'd rather talk to a friend than talk to a therapist. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's just, this, yeah, it's just something about me. But I mean, people have recommended it to me and I'm still thinking about it, so. But I don't know how expensive it is in Ghana. I haven't asked, I've never asked. Yeah, I I definitely, I've been thinking about it, but I feel like sometimes it's not something I should do. I feel like, you know, as that's where my religion comes in. I was like, you know, I'll just talk to a friend, and, you know, just pray about it. That's like the way I've been going because like, I don't have time to go and like, first of all, like healthcare is so expensive I and plus therapy, no, I don't have time for that. But um, let's like kind of move on from that. But um, as a Ghanaian living in Ghana as like a young person, like what are some factors that like causes like one to stress? Like, cause I, even though I grew up in Ghana, like I left there like while I think I was 15, 14. So it's like, my whole teenage years was kind of mostly spent here. So I really can't really tell as a Ghanaian growing up as a youth, like what are some stress factors that can even cause you to like be depressed? Uh, I feel right now, like everybody's looking for money, like, you know, being broke. Everybody's stressing to get a job. Like sometimes the jobs are not being well paid school could be stressful, you know, family stuff. Yeah, like there are so many things, you know, bullying, cyberbullying, bullying in person, uh, you know, abuse of drugs. You know, there are a lot of things that can, you know, in the Ghana society now can lead to depression and, and, and mental illness. And so these are, these are the few among the many. I think the money factor is very, very true because every time I talk to my friends, especially the boys, they're always like, oh, I I don't have money. I don't have money. You know, I need money for this. I need money for that. Yo, I was telling my friend who's trying to come to Ghana and she's like, you know, this is my budget. I'm like, yo, sweetheart, 
Accra is one of the most expensive cities I know. Like, if you don't have a car, if you don't have like a place to live, even a place to live is so expensive. Like, if you you can go out in Accra and you can spend more than like six hundred CDs a day, like food, like church or whatever it may be, transportation. It's just like it's super expensive. Like, if you step out, you're spending money. So, Accra is not easy. Like. You have to be no very, very tough to like survive in Accra. Like honestly, it's not easy. Mm-mm. So I definitely, I definitely, no feel, I, feel that. I definitely yeah, feel but, that. But I mean, you just keep hoping and living. Like as long as there's, we are like, you can do something to change whatever situation it is. And I, I think social pressures also like you see on Instagram all these people. Like post stuff, you know, in dope outfits, and it, as you, as a young person, you probably want to do the same thing. So it's like you're like all of these are like factors as well. Yeah, that's that's true. That's actually true. Those are factors as well. But do you think the stigma of mental illness is still there because you know in ghana when we say someone is mad right when we say mental illness we automatically think about the guy you know in makola probably walking on the street naked or in the neighborhood walking around the street naked with dirty clothes but like mental illness is like more than that so do you think like the stigma is still there well to an extent yeah like, I mean, the like the society is evolving. People are, you know, learning and learning things. But it's just as a, it's just at a slow rate or at a slow pace. But yeah, the stigma is definitely there. Like there are people right now, like people, no, not even like excuse me to say, low class people, poor people. Like there are people out there that still think mental illness is a myth. Like you know depression is a myth like you can tell somebody you're depressed and they'll tell you oh in this Ghana here in this Accra here you know it's it's them ones but slowly it's evolving it's evolving so we just all have to play our part in in speeding the the process yeah yeah definitely wow like in ghana is where you can get depressed because when i cry if you don't have money you will cry like <laughs> it's yeah. not easy it's not so like I, i'm surprised people really think it, like it's a myth but i think we we as young people i think we need to start educating like our younger ones like the people in the primary schools and um the jhs levels about these stuff and maybe like well, yeah. I don't know I don't know you know Ghana is still developing so there's a lot to do so this I'm sure is like on their backlist but like it's very important that you know we start from the little kids so like they grow up with it because me going to school in Ghana if there was something going wrong I had no guidance counselor to go talk to because it's like maybe the private schools did but for me I didn't go, like I went to private schools a little bit but later on I switched to like a government school so like there's no one to like go talk to like oh if there's something going on and some of these kids they're going through things at home as well so it's just like it's very very um this this issue is something like is really dear to my heart and I feel like it needs to be talked about more 
but um i don't know if i'm trying i'm trying to figure out if there's any like hotline for people who want to commit suicide in ghana like if they can call like I'm, i need to find that out like because it's, it's very very um yeah i, th- I think there's 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 the uh maybe maybe after the, the thing i would i would look for them and, and let you know yeah and send them to you yeah but there it is um there's different like i just want the people to know there's different types of mental illness like it's a lot like there's bipolar like anxiety even like eating disorders all of this is like falls under mental illness so there's a lot of things like even with the anxiety issues like i didn't really know about that like till like i came back to this country and i was like being like anxious like is a mental illness like I like, you know people always like some of my friends like you know I have anxiety issues and I just look at them like I'm sorry this is new to me like this is very new and I'm not even going to sit here and lie as a, like a Ghanaian and I'm growing up in Ghana like sometimes when some of my non-African friends say like oh you know they're going to therapy or they're taking drugs for mental health they're talking about this you know I just look at them like um, this same situation that you've been through, like me and my friends or like a thousand of Ghanaians have been through the same issue. So like, why is it such a big deal? But like, I guess I, I keep, I still need to keep like educating myself, I think. But thank you for, um, you know, coming on the show and, you know, talking to us about your music and talking to us about mental health like i really do appreciate it so so much so the pleasure of all my yeah so do you have any closing words you know talk about the ep and you know leave your social media handles and everything okay um yeah i'm red one conversations is out on the 26th that's um friday um at midnight so you guys can get it on all streaming platforms uh, if you are looking for me, Apple Music, Spotify, Instagram is Jcliff, J-A-Y-C-L-I-F-F, and you find me. So yeah, and thank you so much for having me. This is a pleasure. It was a pleasure. So one thing I always let my guests do is leave us with a song. It could be your song or any song that you're listening to right now. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I'll just plug my song, but I've been listening to... Um, Abracadabra featuring Gabzi, Starman. It came out last week. And like I've been listening to it. I've been racing it since it dropped. But you could check out my my, my latest single, Crossfaded, featuring Spacely and Who Is Akin and More Sound. Yeah, As I love that song. Everywhere. That was really dope. Really, really dope. So guys, make sure yeah, thank you. you go check out J Cliff's um social media and also listen to his music. But before uh, we get into the next segment, this is crossfaded by J Cliff. So take a listen. You wanna break your back too slow, girl? You know I got you. Yeah, I will up and you pull up with the boost. Crossfaded only if you want to. Yeah, I want you and I can't deny. And I could go ahead and make the first move. Yeah. And now you feeling justified for the things that I did to you. To the right song, slow stroking while we sing along. To the right song, slow stroking while we sing along. Yeah, and we can go all night long. Take a break, then we hit the bomb. Yeah, yeah. To the right song, slow stroking while we sing along. While we sing along. Yeah. Who should I get? 
your luck if you company Come with me, get everything you want, honey You can get enough of my love, honey Let's put trees and walk on the beach, mommy I'm your king, and my queen, girl, I need ya From time I tryna make it off rapping Tell my girl if you pass my back, just stay that side I don't want you back here Boys, but let I do the boys be capping You say you show we something Three months come by, nothing happened You dropped the ball and I Two kids On my grind till I'm hood